This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is August 29th, 2017. Calhoun with me. What's going on? We're back in the building. Chilling. We are doing Kaepernick. So just a quick backstory. We recorded a podcast on Kaepernick a week ago, and we just didn't like it. So we want to revisit it today. Do it with a little more pizzazz. Well, we owe y'all our best. That was more of a freestyle. Let's give you some written rhymes. Yeah, so... Everybody's kind of tired of frustrated Kaepernick thing, but it is a very, very compelling storyline and a lightning rod of controversy because you have people who are in basically two counts. People who are, it's normally three counts, a camp A, a camp B, and an indifferent count. This one seems to pretty much everybody's in either camp A or camp B. So this is real unique, whereas camp A is like, He's wrong for kneeling. I don't want to watch the NFL. I, I think he shouldn't get a job. And this can't be who's like, he's doing this for a bigger cause or whatever. He has this is right. Let him kneel. And right, so, so it goes against your 80-10-10 rule. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Where 10 are with it, 10 are against it, 80 are most indifferent. And this one, everyone's drawing their lines in the sand. Exactly. And so this is one of the few things that people draw their lines in the sand. Right. So, and this is saying that we're still talking about it, this Late into the game. I'm sure everyone is already tired of Kaepernick. But the fact that this still persists is just it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on for at least a year. And I'm sure there's story fatigue, Kaepernick fatigue, just general fatigue. But people still keep up. Most things would have went away. For some reason, this isn't going away. And I don't think, I don't know why this isn't going away. But it's not, well, it's going, not going away because of the height of the country right now. It's, it's directly tied into everything that he kneeled for. Everything that we kneeled, everything that he kneeled for, is transpiring as we speak. So when he was kneeling, then it was about blacks getting killed and the way that we was getting be- beaten, uh, brutalized, and how police was getting off and getting away with it. And it's still happening even this year, even with the Philando Castile, the Alton Sterling. They got killed last year. Went to court. All those cops got acquitted this year. So what he kneeled for had substance. It was a strong foundation. Then you add in Charlottesville and Donald Trump with his racist antics. And then you add in all these coons coming out of the woodwork. They're keeping it alive. Not to mention how the NFL is blackballing him purposefully. So we're going to talk more about the blackballing when we talk about teams and we're going to list teams and we're going to basically whittle down to the teams who should be thinking about getting him. But before that, you talked about a keyword. We talked about coon and cooning, and we did a podcast on it with Mike Vick. I don't think we released it, but we talked about it as a sm- small subset of the What We Missed podcast. And who's been cooning to you, and who's left a bad taste in your mouth with it? So Mike Vick, first and foremost. Now, he's not the biggest coon in all this, but what he did was a cardinal sin, especially coming from Mike Vick. We were in the Mike Vick era here in Atlanta. Black city, black quarterback, our first black quarterback. Now, I could think of in Atlanta history, in, our, in Falcon history. He encompassed the whole era. That was the, 
BMF, Young Jeezy, T.I. Era. And what he stood from Cat from the Hood like one of us. For him to do what he did was a cardinal sin. And he's young enough to know better. And old enough. He's old enough to know better and young enough to understand. And that was a problem with Michael Vick. And even to align his himself and the heinous crimes that he did with someone who was standing up for not just him, but his but his sons and his brother and for everyone that looks like him and align him with a dog killer or felon was disgusting to me. So I was a little, you know, I talked about this with you and we talked about it on the podcast, partly the one on the one we released, I think, which is 183 or 184. Part of the one we didn't release. I think Mike Vick did no better. I think he unintentionally broke man law. And so I, I likened it to like when you and your homeboy arguing and he make a mistake and slip up and say something in front of, front of your girl that you shouldn't have said. He called you the next day like, look, bro, I'm sorry. I was drinking. I was frustrated. It got to the best of me because, you know, we all can disagree. We all can agree with what Michael Vick did was stupid. But at least he came back the next day. Look, I'm sorry. I, you know what I'm saying? He apologized. I think he just came back for the blowback. I think he was purposely doing what he was doing. And that's why he got the job at Fox. When I understand. He was cooning for a reason. I, I, I disagree because I think we, we're going to go to the next coon who hasn't apologized or hasn't said anything else. Which is? Ray Lewis. So I think that Ray Lewis is even more disappointing than anything because you made this point. Ray Lewis, or Shannon Shaw made this point, excuse me. Ray Lewis is probably the most respected black football player ever. Well, in our time, especially Jim Brown is probably ever. Ray Lewis up there. If Jim Brown won, Ray Lewis top three easily. Okay. For him, and Jim Brown and all them, but for Ray Lewis, a young man, Ray Lewis still under 40 probably, or just turned 40. For him to not only go against Kaepernick, but double down on going against Kaepernick. At least Mike Vick had some remorse. remorse. Fake real, whatever, he had some remorse. Ray Lewis doubled down, and basically Ray Lewis is a dude using the same analogy who argues, say something he shouldn't have said in front of your girl, then call your girl the next day, like, I told you, I'm right, he no good, and you'd be like, Hey, and you confront him like, hey, you shouldn't have been doing what you're doing. He's that type of dude. And so what he did is completely unforgivable. And I know you're not as strong on it as me about the Ray Lewis thing, but. No, I mean, he, he's been showing his coonage for a while now. I don't know. I, Mike Vick was, just took me by surprise. Uh, Ray Lewis is, is just disgusting to me. And to do it, he, but for both of them to even speak out against it, listen. And here's one of the problems we have, and here's why we do not go as far as black men, as black people. We can't even unite over something like this. You know his stance. So even if you refuse to support, you don't, you don't disparage it. You don't put it down. So that's the thing. You don't support it, fine. What you don't do when the cameras come in front of your face, oh, yeah, he's no good. Yeah, I'm not with him. He should. That's disrespectful. You don't do that. And for them to do that type of stuff, it's despicable to me. And so, leads us down to another coon. LaShawn McCoy. So, what you just said described him. I completely agree with what LaShawn McCoy said. Colin Kaepernick isn't worth all this hub world for that. And he's 100% right in my eyes. But what you don't do is say that with a mic on. You right. say that to your friends. You, you know what I'm saying? That's your When you're talking to your wife at dinner, that's when you say that opinion. When the mic is on, you just say, 
I told you about this earlier today when we talking about regular dudes hating on Kaepernick. Like, you don't have to like it. Just don't hate on it. Just don't say nothing. It costs nothing to say nothing. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. Say nothing. J.R. Smith said it better. <clears throat> he said it best in his Twitter rants in his video. If you all don't, he said, he echoed that's just that. Who are you to speak on another man doing something like this anyway? This is somebody who, and it goes right back to Mike Vick. Mike Vick taking shots at Colin Kaepernick, yet you spoke up for Riley. After he was saying nigga, countless, you spoke up for him. You defended him. But Colin Kaepernick kneeling for black people, right? You got something to say about it? And then on top of that, you double down with, he need to change his appearance. He need to cut his hair? That's what you say? And so when LaShawn McCoy say something like this, and, and somebody said it, but Shannon Shaw, who's been on this, unbelievable, I love it. He was like, of course he's not Tom Brady. There's only one Tom Brady. He was like, you ain't Tom Brady. You ain't the best at your position. You ain't no Julio Jones. You ain't. There's over 10,000 players in the NFL. There's only a few stars. So let's just put it in perspective. Here's what we do know. There's 100 quarterbacks in the NFL. Three times 30. So 90. 95. 32 teams times. It's about 100. Yeah. There's not, there's not 70 better than I agree with that statement. So if that's the case, he should be playing. I And so when you have clowns like Deshaun McCoy, now I can understand what he was saying, which it should have been, he could echo that differently. Well, so I don't think you echo that. I think you just, you know. Don't say it. Yeah, I think you don't say anything. I think any statement is going to be, unless you're 100% like he should be playing, you don't say anything because it's going to be a negative statement outside of he should be playing. Like, anything outside of that is going to be interpreted negative. Like I told you just right then. What he said made perfect sense. Michael Vick got a second chance because he was talented enough talent to get a second chance. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. All these guys. They had the talent. Colin Kaepernick isn't talented enough to He's get that good. second chance. I mean, like, you know, we some on different fences with him. Yeah. I mean, I he's like an average, he's just like a little average. He's a starter. We'll go through which team. But he's without a doubt a starter in the league. A backup is just clear cut choice. That's not. We're not talking about Vince Young here. We're talking I think about Vince Young was better than him, but okay. During his prime, I'm talking about now. Oh yeah, not nah, yeah. I'm talking. Yeah, about I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Prime. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about Vince Young coming out in Tennessee. Okay, I'm talking about like right now. Mm-hmm. But, but I rather you the Colin Kaepernick that took Alex Smith's job and took that team to the Super Bowl was a pretty good fucking player. It was. He took them to the Super Bowl. It was that defense was great. A but he was making plays out there. And one reason why we have this this look of, of him, he's been three years, three different coordinators, three different systems. That team suck. San Francisco suck. You how you know how bad San Francisco suck? When the Falcons lost to him, what was that, last year? No, the year before, before last, last year? Yeah. Motherfuckers got out the bandwagon. Motherfuckers like, I'm done with the Falcons for this year. How do you lose to San Francisco? That's how bad San Francisco was. That's how bad Blaine Gabbert was. And Blaine Gabbert lost his job to Colin Kaepernick. And Blaine Gabbert has a job. And this is the stuff, this is the game that's being played by the NFL. They're showing you, you do what we tell you to do. Boy. Nigger. So before we get to the 
teams. How do you feel now that you're seeing other players do what he did and you're seeing white counterparts support them in a certain way? I mean, it's easy to do it, now. That's and what that, I said. And, and, yeah. I told you that about Michael Bender with him. Right. Like, he's the only one person who would kneel with him. That was Eric Reed at the time. Eric, his he, teammate. Yeah. yeah he, he, well, that teammate been kneeling with him since Eric he jumped Reed, off. Eric Reed been the only one doing it with but him. But that's been time. like a sprinkling of other team. Like, last year, once he started, there's been like one two player here. There was, there was like four of them with the Rams or something like that. Uh, Michael Jenkins been one. Either hold his fist or kneel. So there's been like one or two. But it hasn't been like this. What do you think about I sent you an article earlier this week about Dez Bryant. What do you think Dez Bryant? I think Dez Bryant is a, is a, is a sucker and a coon. Dez Did you Bryant see the article I sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I seen this in this Andy Carr, Jamel Hill or something like that. Yeah, so just real quick recap for the listeners. Dez Bryant's like, I'm just going to collect my paycheck. I'm not going to say anything. Which is what most people in any job would do in any social situation. So... Listen, when Mike Tirico come out and say he's an Italian boy from Brooklyn, <laughs> Des Brown can say his monk ass, his mama be ass, his woman be ass. He can sit here and he can stand up for people of color, for black men. That's what he can do. So for him to take that coward way out, it's just, man, these niggas, there's just that, they're just niggas. They don't deserve your fanhood, your loyalty, they're nothing. They don't stand for anything. Which That's is, a joke. Which is why you're boycotting the NFL. Which is why I'm boycotting the NFL. And you know what's so sad to me and so sick? The grand scheme of things, how big is this issue? Very big. This, this issue deserves legislation. We need some changes in our, in our laws. That's how big this is. Shannon Sharp said something again. We keep talking about the protests. We're yet to address what he's protesting. So let's back up. I was in the gym the other day. Today, actually. Oh, no. Yeah, today. And it was six of us. And we couldn't even agree on what he was doing was right or wrong. So that in and of itself is a problem, right? It was people out there who, how do I say it? It's people like that who couldn't see. Like, they were pound penny smart and pound foolish in the standpoint of they couldn't understand. They clearly could not understand. They were talking about everything else but that. Why don't we have a secondary plan? Well, he was so great, he would have a second plan. Newsflash. He wasn't, he's not trying to be Martin Luther King. He's not trying to be Jesse Jesse. He's not trying to be nothing. He's just a dude who. Sacrifice his livelihood for something he believe in. That's just like somebody coming to your job if you a postman doing something you don't believe in. Like, look, I'm not going to work. I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do what they say do. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna do what I feel is right. And if you can't understand that with your job, don't. If you're not gonna go out there trying to change the world, you're just trying to do what you believe in. Just because he makes a lot of money and is in a a famous position doesn't mean he needs to be doing something for everybody. All you do is do what you believe Which in. Which is so stupid. I don't know why our community moves like that. Now nah, he should be our leader. He didn't try to be the leader. This is morally wrong. He said something about it. Smaller scale. Long time ago, I was working at J.C. Penney. They had some, uh, they was bringing in some new luggage, right? Mm-hmm. So when they was bringing in new, uh, new luggage, they had sent me upstairs and I was like, hey, you're going to work with, I forgot her name, and uh, y'all going to dispose of So, we had razors, and they was cutting up the old luggage, right, making way for the new one. So 
I cut like the first couple two while we were talking. I was like, why are we cutting up this? What's wrong with it? So after you cut like one, he was like, I don't see nothing wrong with these. What's wrong with them? And she was like, nothing. I was like, well, why are we cutting it? She said, so that the employees can't get it. I said, what do you mean? She was like, they're sending us to cut them. So when they throw them away, none of us will go in the trash and get them. I said, I can't do this. She was like, I understand. And I left. That was so small, but I thought to myself, you know how that's that's un, you know how greedy that. Why would you do that? Nobody's here making eighty thousand dollars. You know he's a lot. Why would you send other to cut this up so your employees can't get what you're throwing away? So morally, that's despicable. I can't participate in it. She didn't rub her. She was like, I understand. And her face was so. Her face was like this. She looked like this is awful. She who didn't want to do it. They did the same thing. They was doing the salon, and there was girls working in the salon. They wanted the stuff. And when they was getting new stuff, they told us to throw it away and make sure you like it, so nobody come get it. We told them what we was doing, and they was and they was there. We was like, we have to put it in the trash. Y'all do what y'all want to do. We didn't have a trash. We just opened up the thing. We sat it there, and they was taking that. We was doing it. But that's how morally wrong this type of stuff is. Morally, this is wrong. He spoke out. I've even been saying on the news, on faith, on social media, you keep saying black men get killed. He spoke out. How is it as black men for a greater cause, you can't give up entertainment? That's what football is in retrospect. Let's be honest with what it is. Football is just that. It's a game. It's entertainment. It's a show. Well, that's a big problem with our society in general. So like, I completely agree with you. It should be something that some sacrifice. Like, if you can't go cold turkey, at least wean yourself off it, right? Like, hey, I'm only going to watch one quarter or one or one game or whatever. Like, make some effort, right? You know what I'm saying? That's all, you know, anybody can ask to try. I'm, we understand everybody. You got a whole idea you need a way to entertain yourself. If you just say, hey, I'm only going to watch my local team. Whatever, just try something, cut back something, give up something, and it will go a long way. But the fact that you make excuses and the fact that you talk to kids, that says a lot about you. And it goes back to another point that I was speaking of, that someone eloquently uh, phrased for me, the poor and impoverished would not have a hand in their own demise, in their own uh, reparation. They won't. They will not get themselves out of their own situation. And this is one of the key points. How you a black man, you don't even have to agree with it. How you don't stand with it? Well, I mean, so I told you this today. You you don't have to agree. Again, you get certain people who are military, whatever, they feel some type of way. You may not agree, but don't hate on them. Just say nothing. Somebody come to you and talk about it. Don't go hard against them. Just sit there because you don't know who you're talking to or who listening. Just be like, you know, I don't have an opinion on it. Be like, you know, I don't know what to think about it. Just anything, but don't go against it. And that's one of the things that's so crazy. That blew my mind. That It was six of us. I told you that it was three older dudes who served in the It was six and then I made seven. Three older dudes who served in the military. Another older dude, two young dudes, and me. Three other dudes in the military hated this they were it was one older dude like hey man i don't understand why y'all hating it 
Like, I was like, why would y'all hate this? And he talking on us. And then one dude walked out door like, man, black people can't get together. I was like, if we can't get together in a sauna for somebody who is seven people, if we can't get together and just say applaud the dude for who's standing up for what affects us, how are we going to ever get together on anything? Like, that was old. That was a, a pivot. Yeah, a wake-up call for me. And that was that was very disheartening today. I've been having discussions with people who are so-called conscious and woke and know the, you know, know what's going on. And it's just, it's, it's appalling. And I'm, and they're attacking everything from his stance to he's no good. The cat told me he was a turnover machine. His career stats so far are 72 and 30. Last year he went 16 and 4. Where? Now, see, this is where, you know, me and you go kind of diverge. I think he's okay. I told you him and Tebow are in the same wheelhouse. That's because you're a Tebow fan. Don't bring Tebow in because Tebow ain't even in the league. And he yeah. keeps getting uh, drops. Yeah, 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 but, again, I go back to what LaShawn was, of course, I think, I think this. I think he's qualified to be a starter. I think he's overqualified to be a backup, straight up and down. When they start talking about, because this was LaShawn, his talent doesn't match the attention is going to come with it. Completely agree with that. You all took Ben Roethlisberger back in an area where it's all about supposedly women and female. And you took back a cat who has been accused of rape, what is it, two or three times? I know at least twice. You all, now I'll tell you who someone who's about on his level was Greg Hardy. You took Greg Hardy back after that woman debacle, the one where he beat up the girl. Well, he just came off a career year, so. No, he got suspended the next year and then came back after that year. So okay. he was a year out the league. Okay. And came back. So the Kraken was like, we think he still got it. And then they brought him back. And he was by on that on that verge with Colin Kaepernick. So, and as far as the fans go, Shannon said it best again. When had a lead ever, what team had ever talked to their fan base about what they're about to do? Draft or roster pickup? Never. Because a lot of these motherfuckers wouldn't have jobs if they did. Because they talked to the fan base, Dimitrov would have been gone. Falcons, I can tell you that. Matt Ryan would have been gone. After your four last, Matt Ryan would have been gone. They was calling for his head for a long time. I was in there by myself in that dugout. Folk was calling for his head for a long time. And y'all don't talk about the fans. So that bullshit escape scapegoat excuse is just that. And for him to even say something like that, you need to shut the fuck up and just try to stay healthy with his bum ass. Fuck the Sean McCord. Whole ass nigga. Fuck him and anybody else who talk like him. In this league, fuck it. Dez Bryant and the rest of them cowards. Because that's all you are. You low down, you piece of shit. Cowards. And you deserve to get what you got. Let it be your kid next. Dez Bryant right having kids sticking his dick everywhere. Let it be your kid. Let you have a son grow up 1617 in a car that police feel he shouldn't be in. You in you in he was you in Texas. He's riding in a Tesla. He's dark like you. He's gonna be tall like you. He's gonna be strong like you. He get pulled over. Let that happen. I just seen a video. They two cops pulled over a, a black woman. Turns out she was a judge of some sort. You see this? She got both their names. They whole rhetoric changed when they find out who she was. Everyone doesn't have that. So let your dumbass Dez Bryant Jr. or your dumbass LaShawn McCoy, whoever, just let y'all kids get pulled over. 
and then let's see what you're talking. Because it happens. Now, with that being said, should Colin Kaepernick be in the league? Could any team use him? Yeah, so we were going to go team by team. And, you know, we were probably we're going to talk about some teams who we think can use them or whatever. Because some of these teams, like the Patriots, the Falcons, don't need them. It's a waste of time. The kind Saints. Of Saints. There's teams out here who just don't need them. So I'm of the mindset that, hey, Kaepernick is good for at least two things. He's good for being a high insurance backup. So a team who's a Dallas, a Pittsburgh, a team who has Super Bowl aspirations, who if their quarterback get hurt, it goes down shit's creek. He's a great possibility for them. Or, you know, he can be, I, I don't think it's good for him to be a gap filler. I don't think it's good for him to be an RG3 like with Cleveland last year where it's like, hey, you can start, but we really don't care. If, you know, it'll take a miracle for you to be the starter next year. I don't think that's ultimately good for him. I think yeah. because he's win lose again, this goes into our concept of tanking, and you don't think teams tank. I don't think, I think it would have took RG3 had to, would have had to take Cleveland to so the playoffs. Yeah, explain tanking because they don't know what you mean by tanking. Okay, so tanking is when a team. No, no, no. You, you think that some teams go into the season to tank? I think some teams are going into the season tanking. And I would say, and and I you, feel you like, disagree no, with that. I don't feel like a team week one is going, we're going to play for the draft. I think and some of these down. moves are already made have put some of those teams in that regard. Okay. And, you know, I think New, New York Jets, Cleveland, or two. I think they've handcuffed Todd top, top Bowles because of the Fitzpatrick shit. And now they're just like, look, we got to wipe the dead clean. If we win, not cool, but we definitely trying to get draft picks. So those are two teams that, of course, he's more qualified than what they have. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a team that he's more qualified than what they have, but I don't think he's oh, – I think he's overqualified for where they're yeah. trying to go. Yeah, and so Cleveland Jets, two teams like that. I think the Rams are a team like that. I think his old team, like you were saying, San Francisco is like that team. Right. So the Rams can't do it. Uh, because they, they, they have to give this kid a try. Yeah. They just drafted him and it was number one or number two overall. Yeah. So they have to give him a try. San Francisco, now let's just put this out for the for the for the listeners. He did opt out that contract. Why he opted out that contract, I don't know either. I thought that was a bad decision by him. Not even with the social not even with what Yeah, he was I don't doing. know what he was doing with that. So we'll, take we'll out this that. social media thing. I mean he's still borderline. Should he start, should he not start? Because again, it's one of those things well. If you were five and eleven team, he's not going to make you eleven and five. He's well, he, he, if you're five and eleven team, he can easily make you eight and eight though. I, I think he can get. Think you about something. Jacksonville. And all Jacksonville need is a quarterback. But that's why we have a list, and they're on this list yes. or whatever. So I mean, so this is the second category of teams: teams that have all the talent but are missing a quarterback. So then we go back to this. So we'll give this one to the listeners because someone may be listening to this, going, "They're sick of this. He should have just stayed." This wouldn't be a point. He was signed with San Francisco for another two years, right? Yeah, I mean, he created part of this itself. He created a lot. Now, what was the thought process behind this? I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, so probably what? Again, this is it could be twofold. One that he is more into doing community work and like, hey, this is a a good way to get out. Because one thing people talk about when they talk about him. He hasn't complained about not getting picked up. He hasn't opened his mouth. He's spending his money. He's living his life, which is what you have to applaud. So maybe he's just tired of the NFL. Maybe, or maybe he has more of a passion for doing this than he does playing in the NFL, which is God bless him if it is. Or what saying? if this was calculated to show? Could be. Could, Could be. Or... I'll show you how 
racist this is. Could very well be. So we we won't speculate because no one knows. So yeah, let's get, we'll get into some of the teams before we get into some of the teams who he who, who he could play for. Yeah. One of the reasons why this is so blatant is because of some of the quarterbacks that's been picked up over him. So we'll, we'll look at some of these. You talk about somebody like Dave David Fails, we don't know, but you know T.J. Yates, who's trash. You know Matt McGloin, who's with the Reds. They, they single-handedly lost the playoff games. Trash. Blaine Gabbard's one of the top five worst quarterbacks in NFL history with his QBR rating. Trash. The job who Colin Kaepernick took from him, he's with the Cardinals because Cardinals is a quarterback. Ron Fitzpatrick, who's your favorite guy, right? <laughs> you never liked him. He's trash. Austin Davis, who's with the who the Seahawks ended up taking over Colin Kaepernick. Trash. They did a song and dance. They're Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, you're a piece of shit. So Pete Carroll did with the LeBron James. Well, it's enough to make you to throw most people off the scent, but, right, but ultimately not doing anything. Thing, right? Yeah, Case Keenum, who was back and forth with I forgot. I like Case Keenum with Houston and LA and all that. Yeah, Case Keenum been a journeyman in the league. That's how trash he been. Chase Daniel, who talk about he's going to get traded after that. Who was a ten million dollar backup? He was trash. We got to talk about Andy Murray or Kevin Moore. EJ Manuel, right? At least there's some color in there. Well, it's not about, you know, it, this is about talent level. So yeah. far, we've named everybody who tried. I'm not going to say this guy. We don't even know who he is. Geno Smith, career trash. Mark Sanchez, no more for the butt fumble than anything. Trash. Matt Barkley ain't been shit since USC, and he was mediocre then. I mean, so the list goes on and on. And so I think that Brian Hoyer and Mike Glennie on the team, that's what Chicago when they got Mike Glennie. Trash. Got a three-year, $45 million deal. So, all those guys just got signed. Some of them not even backups. Right? And all them worse than Colin Kaepernick. Agree or disagree? Completely agree. So that's some of the rhetoric behind all that. That's why this is so alarming. Now let's talk about some of the teams that not only could use them, but need them. So again, you, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me. I think that, again, I told you the two categories I think he falls into. high price backup and can get a team who desperately needs to get into the playoffs. He can get them to the playoffs. I, I think I think three. Okay. I think you're right. I think high price backup. I think he could be the push for a team that need a quarterback, and he could be a stopgap. So the, the teams that you're saying that you're like, he could be the stopgap for some of those teams. So like Chicago and New York, the Jets. I, I don't think is. I don't think it will be. That's so shit. He's overpriced for the draft. I see what you're going for. You're saying they want the draft pick that come with it, but and they don't have anything. Yeah, so like he, he will be putting himself in a position to fail. He may succeed, but essentially will be putting himself in a position to fail. Right. And the Rams can't use it because they're too tied in. Yeah. So they, they so So I mean like the Jets, the Browns, and Chicago. Those are three teams right now who would like to me not to I think not Chicago got team. enough though. Chicago got enough because they got that, they got a good solid offense with Alshon Jeffrey. He don't. Ooh, where he went? Philly. Oh, they trash them. No, they trash. I'm saying like these they ain't got nothing but that running back. Though. Exactly. These are teams who are like you don't believe in tanking, but I think these are teams who are making calculated decisions. Yeah, and it's, so there's a lot of other stuff too that comes. So he, but what, what, what? It's not what he's gonna bring to it, but what the media is gonna bring to the team with all that. Those kind of teams that's that weak, and they you also have to need to be a strong organization. Exactly. So like, they can hit that. These are teams that are 
one, they're going to be weak on the field and weak organizationally because right. most strong teams don't go through these type periods right. long term. So that's what I was saying, like, to- in a holistic standpoint. Like, he's more talented than whoever they're going to try it out. But do you want to be the best person on the shitty team? You right. know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, those teams will we'll say by default they're no good. Yeah, so Chicago, Cleveland, the Jets will cancel them out. So right. we listed down to eight teams, I think. And at so, least. At least eight. So we can start with... I guess probably the most intriguing from the standpoint of that they did make a quarterback move this year out of necessity, Miami. So you were saying in the previous podcast, him and Tannehill are they're they're almost they're almost a spitting image. I, I I mean I would take him over Tannehill. I I don't like Tannehill. Tannehill is not they win in spite of Tannehill. Exactly. So he's to me he's better than Tannehill. Now I know the only likes him. But now you add into Tannehill, he can't even stay healthy. Tannehill is not good. Matter of fact, after this year, I think he's off for a contract next year or the year after that. You need a stopgap. He, he gets you where you need to. With Landry, what's the kid? Landry Jones? It's not Landry Jones. Matt Moore's their backup. No, no, no. no. The, the wide Jarvis Landry. They got Jarvis Landry. They got a good running game. They got good. De- they got a lot of stuff they're working on. They got a good off defense. You get Colin Kaepernick, and that'll bump him. Now, you're not going past New England. But he can give that for you. And you don't have to pay what they're going to have to pay Ryan Tannehill. So, and that was ding, ding, ding. That's the key point. So, they brought in J. Cole. And so, you know, we're going to talk about that part separately. But Colin Kaepernick gets you to the same place Tannehill gets you without having to pay Tannehill. Matthew exactly. Stafford, sorry, today, I don't know if you know Matthew yeah, Stafford. Yeah, the thing in the NFL in, history. In NFL history. Tannehill will be due up, and he will be getting something close in that ball. Well, they start trumping each other. Exactly. So, how, if you were my Andy Dolphin fan, could you imagine him having the highest paid contract in NFL history? Uh, you would throw up. Ryan Tannehill is absolutely. You would be taking him to get the flag for Ka- Kaepernick if he did it. But <laughs> what? Kaepernick gets you to that. And this is where you would talk about the stock. The Kaepernick gets you. To where you want to go, not even this year, but next year until Miami can figure for out for the next situation. three, four years until they draft the quarterback they need. Because if these these teams coming up with the Cleveland and with uh, and with the Jets, they got the quarterback pool first. Off, you're gonna have to pull from. You're gonna have to get the right quarterback. He, it's like going to the store and you're hungry. Going to the store and you're full. He gets you full. You don't have to pull the trigger and draft some quarterback who's a second round talent and probably gonna be a fourth round career. And draft him number one overall. You don't have to do that if you have him. Oh, what teams are doing now? Mortgaging all your draft picks to get that. Don't have to do that. And you don't have to set your team back for years. You can do what Andy no. Reid did. Ride with Alex Smith, but draft Patrick Mahomes knowing that, hey, Alex Smith will be gone in a year or two. There you go. And that's a real plan. And Colin Kaepernick gives Miami that, that. And they can make the playoffs with him. With what and they, they can go ahead. If nothing else, you can trade Ryan Tannehill if you want to and get something. You don't go get Jay bomb ass Cutler. Jay Cutler been a bum since he been in the league. You could talk all the way to Denver when Brandon Marshall was making his ass. He's a, he single handedly when you sent D'Angelo Hall to the Pro Bowl. Then he got like six picks. He threw four to... picks straight to him. Yeah. And he, I think he had like six or seven for the year. Jay Cutler, remember at the press conference? I played against him before. If I do it all over again, I'd do it the same way. The arrogance of this cracker is amazing to me. He is who he is. You don't go get a retired bum like Jay Cutler. 
to come and do it. And he's nothing like Ron Tannehill. It's not the same offense. He's not that mobile type quarterback. And he's old and he's long in the two. So, Miami, congratulations. You fucked yourself. I hope you get what you got coming to you. All right. So, our second team is Jacksonville. We'll talk about the Jaguars. So, the beauty of them is the owner has said he will be. He didn't care about signing Colin Kaepernick. It's not a big deal to have your dog. It's just, you know, it's other people in the building who have to sign off on that. But Well, one of the things that's still tied to Blake Bortles, like, I was reading something like if they cut him, basically they would have fucked their cap or something for this, or put a hole in their cap for this year, because he's on the last part of his rookie deal. And so when they basically once they decide to keep him past like whatever date, they kind of were tied to him. And so you can bring Kaepernick in. They have a great young defense. They have a great so he can be a stopgap. They can push God, both of the out. They can win their division with Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. They. Put it like this, in a city that desperately needs some buzz and some good fortune for a team that has become the laughing stock out of the past 15 years. He can do something for them that they could they can get to the playoffs and build off of that. And they can even build off of that and get rid of him down the line. But they'll have something to build on to show their fan base, hey, you know, there's been a lot of rumors linking Jacksonville moving to London, London and stuff like that. But it can be a good wheel. You got that new stadium. Let me tell you something. At 29, Colin Kaepernick got a good five years left in him. Exactly. And with a team that young. He can do damage in the division that we That we are. He can do damage for a while. With Tennessee, the Colts, and Houston. Easily. Easily he can do it. And bringing up Jacksonville will be probably my number one starting spot for him because they got all the tools. Both of them Allen kids are some monsters. They drafted for me. They went defense the past three years. Man, them, they're ready. All they need is a quality quarterback, and he can be that. And then you don't even have to put the ball in his hand. But when it is in his hand, he's the kind of quarterback who don't even have to throw the ball. He'll take off yeah. and, and, and save the play. But when you talk about that, Ben, I think it's his best spot. We can talk about another team in a division. I think he'll be good at it. So, Houston. So, I think I think his role in Houston would be kind of undefined. So would he be mentor to Deshaun Watson? If you go to Deshaun Watson path, or would he be, hey Deshaun, you get to sit back and learn from someone who plays a similar game from you? So if you were a GM, which route would you take? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let's back up. Let me back up. Which route would you take, knowing that this is a winnable division and that you've won this division three years with Osweiler's quarterback one year, Brown quarterback is quarterback another year? Because your team is just that good. And you did the last year without J.J. Watt. So what I would do is I would let him take the reins over this year and, and mentoring and, and smoothing uh, Deshaun Watson in. And if nothing else, I have him as backup with the clipboard to Deshaun Watson when it's time. This year I let him come in because Deshaun Watson, you know, the game may be still going too fast for him. And letting himself down, let him see from that angle, let him grow into the role he's going to get because it's going to be his team. And that's good. And it, you can run the same offense. You can He can get an offense that will be catered to Deshaun Watson that Colin Kaepernick can run. And you made a good point. You're not going to beat New England this year anyway. Nah. So you can let him do that. Bring Watson in on a couple of plays so he can get experience. And then that's how. And then you can let him turn the reins over with him. Again, good offense. Miller running back. Hopkins and... And a bevy of wide receivers. They're gonna. They're they're straight. They're, he's a young enough team. He good. All you need is that veteran quarterback presence, who run what you run and still in his prime, and that's what you can do. And then afterwards, 
when you have those kind of quarterbacks, they tend to get hurt. You can have him with the clipboard. And speaking of a quarterback that always getting hurt, well, he'll be a great stop guy for Pittsburgh. My oh, man, so now before we get to Pittsburgh, let's do Buffalo because I think all these teams are teams that. Oh, that was a hell of a segue, Walters. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Pittsburgh. So I think that this is one of the teams where we start to get into he's the high price insurance backup. Roethlisberger gets hurt every year. He's going to get hurt. Just like if you're going to be with a prostitute, you're getting your dicks up. Ben Roethlisberger going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt, and every year it costs them probably two games. And so that's why they wind up getting arrowed, stuck with Cincinnati. They played the wild card, what, three years out of four years? The only like reason why he – lately he's been missing four to six games, and he'll rush back. And even when he's not even healthy. And they'll play catch-up ball. And they're always in the hunt. They're always in the middle. And then what, ha- what usually happens, he's not even all the way healthy going into the playoffs. Yeah, and they wind up losing the playing the right. game. Put it like this. His injuries cost them at least an extra week in the playoffs. Every, if nothing every else. Year. If nothing every else. Year. And so, Kaepernick can be, don't rush back. We can go three and one with him. We can go four and two with him. We can go five hundred with him at least. We know we can move like that. Kaepernick will be will be the thing that will push him to go ahead to that Super Bowl. He'll be yes. the one that instead of them having to go as a wild card, they exactly. get the bye because they would normally they're in by position. He gets exactly. hurt. They go on a two or three game losing streak. Now exactly. they're in a wild card battle with Baltimore, Cincinnati, exactly. or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. This can be the difference when you being a wild card and you being the first or second seed. And that's that's in a lot of cases that's what propels you to the Super Bowl. Exactly. It, outside of Jacksonville being his best this is his best backup choice. Ben is gonna get hurt. They need that stop gap. They need him to go forward. They got the organization for him strong enough. They got the black co- uh coach. You know, they Pittsburgh standby, so it's a gritty city. They're welcoming to sum everything, this would be the best place for them. Let's go. We got, what, four more teams? One of them isn't the sexy team, but this team is a team that's, you know, before trading Sammy Watkins, this was a team who hasn't been to the playoffs. They haven't been to the playoffs in this century, have they? The last time they went was 99 in the Music City Miracle. Yeah, that was 99, so they haven't been this century. But he, with Shady McCoy, even though he's, you know, kind of a coon, could they could push them into a wild card. I think you almost put them with the Jets and and, and, and Buffalo. They're yeah. not they're not it. Especially with them get rid of Sammy Watkins. They lost a quarterback, they their best cornerback to New England. Oh yeah. The the coach is all is up in the air. That that's not a good he's just better than he he's on level with Tyrod Taylor and to me he's better. He's bigger and he's he's no, better. He's than better. Tyrod I mean Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. I Buffalo. like Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is not you talk about somebody on the slide. Well, they don't endorse him, right? So, like, he's one of those people who, like... So, the coach don't know how to play right. Tyrod Taylor isn't... Tyrod Taylor, is he going... Is he? Is it decline, is his talent declining or is he getting, going up? I think he's given opportunities. I think I would say he's going up. But I think it's one of those things where it's, you don't like him. So, it's just like, no matter what he does, they don't like him. It seems like he's declining to me. He does not look... Like, when he first went to Buffalo... I liked him in Baltimore. Yeah, but of course he didn't get a chance to play didn't in Buffalo. Get a chance. When he went to Buffalo, I liked him like the first year. I mean, they, last year, second year, but remember they just fired off. Rich fired off his coordinator yeah. two games into the season. So. so he don't need to go to that mess anyway. He need that for Tyrod Taylor to get his ass canned. Yeah, so, I mean, touche. 
So we're gonna go back to the trend of you know high price backups of teams. That's why we're going to the worst possible place for them right now. What's that? That's what I was gonna say. We were talking about the best place was Pittsburgh. The worst place performed to go is probably Dallas. Why Dallas? I disagree. I think that is the best place. But go ahead on the field. Yeah. And yeah. the organization. I think Jerry Jones would just tell them. That racist the redneck Jerry Jones. You just seen what he said? No, what he said? Oh, he's been making a big pitch, but everybody on this team will be standing for the national anthem. Did not know that. Yeah, he's been on this whole. He's been on tirade about this. So before, I was thinking the same thing. It's either Pittsburgh or Dallas. Jerry Jones not even entertaining that nonsense. He says it's disrespectful. I mean, because he scheme fit what they need. And this is somebody who owned that team during the White House. When Michael Irvin again was snowing their nose off, who brought in Greg Hardy? I mean, he brings in he, Quincy Carter was there for God's sake. Yeah, they caught Quincy Carter with powder while he was quarterback for. So Jerry Jones and everything else has turned ahead, but with this, he's like, no. Man, he's finna go to war with a white a woman beater now in Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> right, but not with kneeling for black people. Uh, so that leaves us with Arizona. So they're not going to because I think Arizona dress one. They got Blaine, they got Blaine Gabbert and Carson Palmer, and that's a joke. Carson Palmer, what was that? Two years ago, in the NFC Championship game, gave the Panthers the game. And that the one he threw four interceptions. It was a joke. Bruce Arians is just too good a coach to have Carson, to have Carson Palmer. You go get Colin Kaepernick. You have no business getting Blaine Gabbert. You go get Colin Kaepernick, and you don't have to bring that bomb Carson Palmer back in this. And he, Bruce Aaron is the kind of coach where it all works for him. You got Johnson. You got DeVette and Fitzgerald. You got Brown over here. You got a squad. Your defense put together. All you need to make some real noise is a quarterback with that coach. And they squandered it. So some of these teams... What is it? Cutting their face off to spite their face. Cutting, Cutting their nose off to spite their face. And that's what a lot of these teams are doing. And not getting Colin Kaepernick. Because all you are a one-quality quarterback. Not no great quarterback. I'm not saying that. You're a quality quarterback away from making some real noise. And this is what they're doing. So, hats off to you and you're losing that season. You bum. So, I got one more team. And I actually think this is probably the best team for him. And it's the Denver Broncos. I think they have a combination of strong organizational structure with John Elway and Pat Bowen, the owner. I think they have a team that's good enough that can make the playoffs. I think that they, they're in a tough division. I ain't going to give them that. They got Oakland. They got Kansas City. They got San Diego. So that may be the toughest division in football. But with that, you need Colin Kaepernick over them two boys. They got Pat, Paxton Lynch and so Simeon. I think Kaepernick can lead them to the play. I think Kaepernick can go 10-6 and six on that team. I mean, they... I think I'm going to go 10-6. and six. I know he can go 12-4 and four on that team. Yeah, so he can catch people in December in mile high. And he can beat New England in mile high. Without a doubt. So, yeah, I agree with you. Winning-wise, everything together, Denver. Winning. Fit and, and everything. I think Jacksonville. Look. Jacksonville stacked. Remember, they was our sleeper team like last year? My sleeper team. Your sleeper team. Jacksonville been stacked. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh, as far as if, if, they need for when Ben Roethlisberger go down. Uh, but then you want to say all around? It's probably done. You know what I'm saying? All around for organizational structure to 
John Elway can shit the media up, right? right? They come with all their BS. He can be like, look, right. no, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that was the team. So let me ask you this. What would get you back in on this NFL season? As soon as he gets signed, I'm watching. I hope they do it because I do want to do fantasy. Let me ask you this. What's the odds he gets signed this year? Percentage. It's 30. If that, maybe 20. I'll give you. I flipped over. I think it's 70%. You think so? I think teams realize this. Like, somebody's going to get... I think they're going to realize, like, he gets signed maybe, like, week four or something. Week. I hope so, because it's been enough noise being made around. And, and it's, it's uh, uh, everyone's not coming around, but there's been a lot of noise. I, I mean, I think that, you know, for the fans who, the fans who, like, I won't watch the NFL, the minute your team's squad and quarterback go down and you have playoffs aspirations. You're going to ring the phone. You're going to ring the phone. Yeah. When a coach's job is on the line or a GM job is on the line. Yeah. He's trying to ring the phone. So, I hope so, man. I'm not lying. I know one thing. He don't get signed this year. He's out. Mr. Maybe he M- want to be Mr. out. Mr. M- Maybe. If so, say that so I can start watching. Yeah, so, I, you know, me and you talked about this off, offline. I think that this is like the guy who always defends gay guys. And we're like, hey, they deserve to get, are you gay? Right. And you don't say anything. Like, it's just one of them things that, like, I know you want them people like, he don't have to say anything he don't want to, but... I do think that when you are representing something bigger. Say something. So the only reason I say that because other people have already said that he does on the play. So you have Chip Kelly who's saying it. And we have uh, the Harbaugh. He's saying it. And the, and the owner. All of these people are saying they they spoke with Colin Kaepernick. We've seen, he's saying but it. But it's not. So the counterpoint. He's not sending ice solitary confinement where he can't talk. He's talking on social media. He's I mean, he's talking not about things that matter to him, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he t- so there's a slippery slope with that one to play stuff. So, if you're saying that I need to say, and, and then someone, I think I'm trying to say the best one. You don't need to say nothing. I don't need to sit here. I don't need to tap dance for you to give me a job. You know what I am. You know who it is. Yeah, but again, it's one of them things where if ever, I mean, let's go back. If everybody's saying this, you it, what does it take? Shannon Sharp, I would say he's been him. His agent has already been ringing phone saying he's willing to sell. Okay, I'm not saying him. If see, that's the stuff that's going on to why you know he wants to play. If his agent is talking, his agent his is agent his is talk right. Okay, then, so and so I'm you have that. other people's like don't say nothing because right now they're looking to screw you on whatever you say. Yeah, so I mean if. So when I say him, if his agent, his agent is saying no, they fine. not only talk to they're talking to teams even as a backup possibility. Hmm. He wants to play. Chip Kelly said not only was he is he wanting to play, he's in playing shape right now, training in New York. He wants to play. Sign the kid, man. Let's get this on the way. All right, this is Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.